2: I hope your day is going well and that you're looking forward to your week. And I'm so glad that you joined me on this day to start your week with. And I want to talk today about some really important concepts of self-care. And we've talked about self-care before on this show, but this one is burnout. And I'm sure you've heard of what burnout is. And burnout is one of those things that you actually can't really fully come back from. So it's kind of dangerous to your brain, to your mind, to your body. It it has a difficult time coming back to where, you know, it, it was and sometimes not even being able to come all the way back. So I want to start out with this concept, you know, before we really dive into burnout and understanding that When we say burnout, it means that it's burned out. Like there isn't anything left to even ignite. Like when you have a a burned out fire, there's only ashes. So burnout is a really serious condition. So if we talk about the idea of maybe we can massage it a little bit by saying, what if we become people that are able to bend but not break? So instead of just going full on, hoping we can pull it off. Maybe we just need to be people that are a little bit more flexible and not having to be perfectionistic. So those of you, you know, who are flexible, you kind of have to be wary of how far you're flexing because maybe you are so limber that you can actually go very far away from your value system and not realize how far away from it you are. Now, those who are naturally very solid, and they're the ones that are able to hold the line, you know, especially against adversity, they need to practice relaxing. They need to, to really practice holding on to the standard, but not beating up those of us who may be weaker, or those of us who, who aren't that serious or aren't that committed to perfection. So it doesn't necessarily mean that we're not, that we're weaker but maybe we're more limber, more naive, more young at heart, and we're maybe naturally positive. And so we have to recognize the breaking point of those who are not as flexible. And we don't want to characterize them as arrogant or uncooperative or, you know, the quote-unquote killjoy or the perfectionist or condemning people. So we, we have to really support those who are flexible and may find themselves far too far away from their own value system. And then they end up maybe feeling embarrassed or defeated or misunderstood, and certainly they oftentimes feel very judged. So we need both the solids and the flexibles in our life, don't we? So how do we bend and not break? And the reason I'm starting with this is I'm going to give you a lot of education on burnout. But I want you to start thinking about this. I want you to start saying, you know, I really want to be more flexible and I want to be able to bend without breaking because I don't want to then, you know, go into this, this kind of practice of all or nothing. So how do we bend and not break? Well, we don't let go of our own moral code and value system. See, if these are in jeopardy, we actually may need to break away from what we might be participating in we may not want to be as flexible as we are maybe made to be. So what does bending mean? See, bending means I have some flexibility, the ability to maybe major in the majors and not in the minors. So I have some flexibility, but I know when that flexibility stops. And if I go farther, it's like you'll pull a muscle, right? When you think about gymnasts, ice skaters, they over-flex, then they pull the muscle. So bending means we have flexibility, but allowing myself to bend means I'm able to get some perspective and maybe back up a little bit. So maybe I'm willing to see the bigger picture and then really the final outcome. So it's making sure that what I may be tolerating, accepting, or even ignoring does not mean that I'm going against my own moral code or my own value system. It may mean that I need to increase acceptance and tolerance. And we've talked a lot about acceptance and tolerance. There are there are things I can flex on. There are things that I can kind of roll with it if I don't have to fully participate and endorse it. I can be a watcher. I can be an observer. I may not fully involve myself in something because of my moral code or value system, but I can still be present and not be judgmental because if I find myself becoming more judgmental, then it usually tells me that it's somehow going a little farther than or a lot farther than what I'm comfortable doing and I should probably eloquently exit so that I don't become someone that's highly judgmental. So what what the other thing that happens is we get a heightened degree of awareness. Now, this means that I may need to take a time out in order to listen to myself, to check my gut, to breathe, to be able to relax my body. I may be able to say, wow, I've been holding my breath. I must be in a situation that I'm not really comfortable in. And so it allows me to better assess how close or far I am again from my own value system. And we must practice bravery and bravery in honesty. See, this means that I need to be willing to be misunderstood or maybe willing to be ostracized because of my decisions. So that doesn't mean that I'm not bending or, or flexing. It means that I'm going as far as I can in order to keep relationship, but I'm willing to lose the relationship If I have to go too far away from my own value system. See, if I break from my own value system, it's only to express great love to another. Okay? So maybe killing another person to protect an innocent. Maybe going to a place that I would never frequent to help another person, to extricate them, to reason with them. To maybe you know, and this is where, wow, that, so going to somewhere, going somewhere that it doesn't really meet my value system, and I'm doing it for a different purpose than actually indulging in whatever that situation is. So this is where we want to think about. It's imperative to know where my breaking point is. Am I willing to break from my value system, my moral code, my commitment to myself and to God? Where is that breaking point? And if I break, what's the cost? What are the consequences? What are the risks? Because some things may just need to break. So when, I, when I'm when i working with clients, sometimes I say, you know, you're telling me a whole lot of information about this relationship that you're in, and you're doing everything you can because you don't want to break up. But everything in the relationship is telling me that it may need to break up. And so maybe we do need it to break. So there's the need for self-care, for gentleness, for respecting time, not necessarily forcing things, not being so committed to your own idea that it harms or breaks or bruises others, and maybe even yourself. So think about this. I, I, I love this this verse that talks about in the Bible, a bruised reed, he will not break. And so when I read this to you, this is Isaiah 42, 3, and 4. In verse 3 of the passage, Isaiah writes about a bruised reed. And the English word for bruised doesn't really fully convey what Isaiah is trying to teach us. The word bruise is kind of a weak word because we experience bruises all the time. So what's the big deal with a bruise? Well, in the Hebrew language, the word we translate in English as bruise is a word that actually means crushed. So it implies a deep contusion. Now, this is not merely a break in the skin externally, but rather a break internally that has injured or destroyed a vital internal organ. So Isaiah is talking about, you know, maybe something you don't see on the surface, but on the inside, you're so crushed that you're literally, literally dying inside. And so for Isaiah, it is the reed That is crushed. This reed is the stock of the grain that is broken or crushed. At such an angle, it will never produce grain again. But at the same time, this servant, Isaiah, is writing about that we're able to do something that no one can do. See, we can heal because God can heal us from the crushed reed, so we actually can produce grain once again. So that metaphor means that even if I do break a value system you know even if I do go against something that I know is not right to do and I make a really really big mistake and I crush maybe just some ways that I feel about myself. I crush how if I care about myself I crush the fact that I don't even like myself and so I'm crushed. Well, what this is saying is that God is saying, you know what? I want you to be able to bend. I just don't want you to break. And if you break, I still can fix it. And I can make it so that your talents and abilities produce good things again. So let's think about that as we go into a break. And I I want you to really consider, you know, this whole idea of burnout is a crushing that we do to ourselves. And a lot of it is because of maybe selfishness, maybe uh, overindulgence, maybe we're striving, you know, we're wanting things that, that maybe God has not destined for us. And so what we're doing is we're ending up by the tolerance that we are trying to have. We end up breaking ourselves and then we have injury because then we're also upset with ourselves. So, Join me in this next segment as we talk more about the issue of burnout. I hear the in my well, welcome back. You're listening to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. Thank you for joining me today. And make sure that you take advantage of the website. It's Cynthia Hyatt. And that's spelled C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T. It's phonetically perfect. Cynthia Hyatt. So I want you to really take advantage of what we have on the website. We have some, also some books that you can download that are mini books that you can work on. We have handouts that correspond with the show's. And and, uh, there's also books that, that I also have as well. And so I'm glad that you are with me today. And we are talking today about this issue of burnout. And underneath burnout, okay, if we're trying to come back from burnout, we have to learn this concept of bending so that we don't break. Because burnout is a break. It, it breaks us, it, it crushes us inside. And we left that, that first segment talking about this idea of a bruised reed, He will not break. When Jesus talks about that, and, and he's, he's really referring <coughs> excuse me, to Isaiah chapter 42, and he's saying that, you know, God, G- he will not He will not do that to us. So he says, a bruised reed he will not break. And when he's talking about this reed, he's saying that even if the, the the reed is not completely crushed, but it's broken, it can't produce wheat again. And so God says he can repair that. He can actually repair the break that we have. And And, and when we break from burnout... This is a much more difficult one to heal from because we can't see it. It's not like having a broken leg that we can feel and see and everybody else sees it and helps us be more careful. See, this idea of burnout is a crushing of our soul. It's a crushing of who we are. And and so this is not merely a break like in the skin. It's a break internally. It has injured or destroyed like a vital internal organ. And the vital internal organ that burn out, crushes and breaks, is our spirit, is our tenacity, is our our hope for the future. And so we just begin to say, I'm just going to do the best that I can and hope that it works out okay. And we lose the excitement of living. And so this is where we really want to recognize that if you want to see Mercy, mercy from God. This is what he says. He's called the lamb. And we're told that Jesus will heal the brokenhearted. And see, many times burnout is over a heartbreak. It's like we tried so hard and we kept working so hard and now we have to quit. Now we have to stop. And then we recognize when we stop how exhausted and tired we are. See, Christ is so attracted to the bruised, to the battered, to the hopeless cases. He's so invested in our wounded condition that he literally comes down to us in order to heal all our our bruises. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's so hard to say. So we want to really remember what it was like, the bruising of the days of covid And so we we can ask God to be merciful with us, to not break us, and to help me not break myself in despair. So if God, being so kind to understand when we may be at our breaking point, we must respect this as well, and we must honor When this comes to ourselves and to others, when we see someone at the breaking point, we shouldn't push them over the edge, right? And we shouldn't do it to ourselves. And many times we are in complete denial of how compromised we really are. And so if you've been listening to this show for any length of time, you hear me say this regularly. Take care of the one he loves. See, God loves you. He is depending on you to take care of the one he loves. And that's the way that you also love others who love you. See, my family, <clears throat> if, if I, I, I've gotten sick before. I've had different injuries in my life. I've, I mean, I've had lots of big stories I could tell you about. And the thing that has helped my family and my friends when I have, you know, ha- working on having a comeback, right, and I'm, I'm healing from, th- from whatever the, the event was, is that they see that I am taking self-care seriously. That alleviates a lot of stress and strain and fear for the people that love me. So it's truly an affront to God, our Creator, to overuse and misuse what he's created. So I'm going to say that one more time. It's truly an affront to God, our creator, to overuse and misuse what he has created. Think about that. Imagine if you, you know, had this great car, like a, a Ferrari, right? And you, your friend says to you, oh my gosh, my car broke down. I don't have any way to get to, you know, the store and I've got to run all these errands for my wife or my kid is sick, or whatever reason they're giving you, they're saying, can you please just let me borrow your car? Okay? A Ferrari. And so you say, okay, you really need the help. I'll I'll let you borrow my car. So this is where we want to remind ourselves. You don't four-wheel drive a Ferrari, right? Well, you're a Ferrari. If you recognize how intricately and beautifully and wonderfully made you are, You would recognize the vehicle that you're living in, no matter how compromised it may be at any given time, it is doing everything it can to survive what you're doing to it. So part of healing from burnout is learning to recognize what you are doing to compromise your body, your soul, your mind, which leads you to more compromise. And so, this is where God is really saying, please don't overuse, please don't misuse what I've created. Recognize that you're like a Ferrari, you're a Lamborghini. Even if you don't feel like you look like one, the makeup of humans is phenomenal in what they're still studying and they're still learning things about the human body. And so, this body is like your vehicle. And it's doing everything it can to get you where you're supposed to be. And if you start having those dark thoughts and hating you, hating your body, you're going to compromise it. Now, I'm not saying you have to be happy with everything. I'm not happy with everything about me, (laughs) for sure. But I want to honor the creator who gave me the vehicle to do my life. Because we can't be on this earth without a body. So it's really important that we take care of the one that he loves. And that means you take care of you. And that is also a way that you love those who love you. So in this next segment, we're going to talk about burnout prevention and treatment. So that whole big buildup of you really understanding how important this machine is that you live in. And how you can compromise it. And that unfortunately, sometimes people don't come back from burnout. And it is a tough road. So join me in the next segment as we talk about some burnout prevention and treatment. Welcome back. You're listening to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. Make sure you check out the website, and I have so many podcasts now that we have done. It's very exciting, so I want you to take advantage of all of those as well, and some of the literature that we have online that you can download. So today we're talking about this issue of burnout, and I'm sure you've heard that many, many times, and burnout is actually quite a very serious condition. And those of us that are kind of um, strivers, drivers, um, you know, maybe legalists, maybe we are also people that are determined and we want to succeed. Many times we exceed capacity. And one of the things that God really had to work with me on was this issue of capacity. Because I really had this idea that I could make more capacity if I needed it. And I had to learn that there is a certain amount of capacity God has given me, and that's all I get. And I have to live within that capacity, or I lessen the capacity, and I'm weakened because of that. And this is one of the reasons we don't want to judge ourselves or others into thinking that we we automatically know what what their capacity is. See, I had to learn what my capacity is. And I, I, have, I have a lot. I do. But I've had burnout before in my life, and it is tough to come back from. Because you have to kind of not do a whole lot. You have to really be careful about how you think. You have to make sure that you're eating right. You have to make sure that you're sleeping. You have to really make sure that your body ne- gets the rest, gets the nutrients, gets the comfort the kindness that it needs in order for you to come back from burnout and unfortunately what we find is that you don't ever really come back fully so there is some good things though because we do have the ability to heal and we do have the ability to learn so that we don't fall into that trap of over overcompensating compensating for our life so when we think about burnout prevention and treatment, <clears throat> I want you to think about this. If, if constant stress has you feeling helpless and disillusioned and maybe completely exhausted, you may be on the road to burnout. See, if, if it takes longer to get back to your original strength, like maybe it takes a couple days when it used to just take a good night's sleep, See, I want you to think about what really is burnout. Well, burnout is a state of emotional, physical, and mental exhaustion, and it's caused by excessive and prolonged stress. And it occurs when you feel overwhelmed, emotionally drained, and unable to meet constant demands. And see, as this stress continues, you begin to lose interest and motivation that led you, take, led you to take on that certain role in the first place. All of a sudden, the the whole reason you were ramping up to do whatever this idea was now becomes an albatross around your neck. See, burnout reduces productivity and it saps your energy and it leaves you feeling increasingly helpless, hopeless, cynical, even resentful. And eventually, you may feel like you have nothing more to give. And what this does is puts us into a different part of our personality, that that inner child personality part of us that starts to feel like life is completely unfair. And now it's everybody's fault that I'm in this situation. All I was trying to do was the right thing. And we get all this negative thinking. So we have to be very careful about how we are thinking about the condition that we find ourselves in because remember for as a man thinketh within so he is so it doesn't mean that we practice false positivity but it means that i say things to myself like i'm learning from this this issue i'm learning from this condition i'm i'm learning how to be kinder to myself nicer to myself to have more more leverage with with what i need to do i'm finding a better way to think and I'm taking advantage of friends and family that are loving me and loving me back into health. And if I don't have what I need, then I can recognize that God is always a present help in time of trouble. And then I can always say to him, I- I'm needing more. I can't do this on my own. I need some help. And so what happens is if we don't, then the burnout reduces productivity and saps our energy. And then we do feel helpless and hopeless. And the negative effects spill out into every area of our life, including, right, our home, our work, relationships, our kids. And it can also cause some long-term changes to your body that make you vulnerable to illnesses like colds and flu. So this is why it's important that if you're recognizing any of these symptoms, that you deal with it right away. So this is Cynthia Hyatt. Join me in the next segment as we talk more about, are you on the road to burnout? Let's see if you are. I hear the whispers in my door. Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. And this is the last segment that we have for this particular show. I want to encourage you, if you're just tuning in, to go to the website or any of your favorite podcast servers. And you can download the show and listen to it in its entirety. And so we're talking about this idea of burnout. And we have a lot of information and lots of people that have struggled with this. And this is really about just burning out all of our energy and our resources. And so we see this. I, this is why in the, in the last segment I talked about, you know, you don't four-wheel drive a Ferrari, right? It, this is where we need to take care of this machine that we live in. And so we have to be very careful about this idea of burning out. So I want to, to recommend that you practice bending and not breaking. But when you find yourself bending so far that you might snap, that's on the road to burnout, and that's what will create that. And so this idea of bending, it means that we don't go against our moral code or value system. We don't say because we have burnout, now I get to like give in to anything that I want because I need to feel better. See, what we need to understand is that if, if these are really compromised, if our moral code and value system is compromised, we're in more jeopardy, right, than, than what's going on. Because now we are actually eroding the foundation of our heart, our mind, our soul, our life, our body. And so bending means that I have some flexibility. And this means that I'm going to really practice majoring in the majors and not in the minors, And one of the ways that I show people about the majoring in majors and not in the minors is I I draw a little tiny black dot on a white white page of, like, typing paper. And I hold it up and I say, what do you see? And they say the black dot. And I say, and you missed all the white of the entire page. So it really is about changing the way that I think. And so if I'm allowing myself to bend, it means I'm going to be able to get perspective and I'm going to be able to back up a little bit and I'm going to be willing to see the bigger picture and I make sure that I practice tolerating myself, tolerating how much time it may take for me to come back. And maybe I even ignore negative thoughts that I have. So when we think about this idea Of burnout this is where that you can go to help guide as well on um, online because they have a lot of really good information and they do have some information about burnout which I really enjoyed so when we ask ourselves what is burnout again it's the emotional physical mental exhaustion caused by excessive and prolonged stress now listen we have to be honest with ourselves about this how how many of us create that excessive and prolonged stress by how we think how we think of ourselves what we expect of ourselves the coulda shoulda wouldas if only then right and see we will then get overwhelmed by ourselves and then life is so much bigger because our insides are so compromised the, the outside feels so much more heavy. And see, burnout reduces productivity, saps your energy, you feel hopeless, cynical. So how do you know if you're kind of on the verge of burnout? Well, you may feel like this, every day is a bad day. You may be that Eeyore person, oh, it's never going to work. Why do I even try? And, and that heavy, heavy feeling. How about caring about your work or home life? It seems like a waste of energy. It's like, why do I even care about this anymore? Nothing ever really works. Maybe you feel like the majority of your day is spent on tasks that you find mind-numbing, dull, or overwhelming. Like what used to really interest you, what kind of excited you, what, what made you like light up and want to do even more is now kind of gone. So maybe you feel like nothing you do makes a difference or is appreciated. And that gives you that feeling of, why do I even try? What's the point? So when you, when you kind of feel these things, I want you to think about these signs, these symptoms of burnout. And, you know, most of us have days when we feel helpless or overloaded or, you know, unseen, unappreciated. Maybe we drag ourselves out of bed and feels like it requires a Herculean, you know, effort And if we start to feel like this most of the time, you might need to do some checking because burnout is a gradual process. It doesn't happen overnight, and it kind of can creep up on you. And so the signs and the symptoms are kind of subtle at first, but they become worse as time goes on. So think about early symptoms as red flags, that something is wrong, that needs to be addressed. So think about this. If one of those things would be, you know, I don't even want to take a shower. You know, it's like, what's the point? You know, I'm going to, maybe I'll just not take a shower and do my work from home today. How about I don't really care that I'm eating all the wrong things and I'm probably gaining weight, but it's just too hard to think about. It's too hard to even take that on. Or making that phone call. It's like, you know, the telephone feels like a hundred pound weight. It's like, I got to pick up that my cell phone and type in the, the name and I have to find it and all, you know all those things that you say yeah maybe I'll just wait so it really doesn't happen overnight and it becomes this overall just wait that, that you feel like you're carrying around with you all the time and so it's hard to even laugh at things it's hard to enjoy anything and so when it comes to physical symptoms This is where you start to feel drained most of the time. Now, your immunity will probably get lowered, and you will be more susceptible to getting sick. How about frequent headaches or muscle pain? Change in your appetite or sleep habits? See, in the emotional realm, you might be feeling like you're a sense of failure all the time. You might have tons more self-doubt than you used to have. You might feel kind of detached, like you can't connect with anybody anymore. Can't connect with the world. Nothing really seems that funny. And so you also might lose some motivation. And you might think, well, it's just because I'm tired. But what happens is you just start doing whatever you have to do just to get something done. So you don't put any effort into the work. You just kind of do average C-level work. Maybe you become even increasingly cynical and negative. And maybe you you think to yourself, you know, I didn't used to be this cynical. I didn't used to be this negative. What is going on with me? Decreased satisfaction and a sense of accomplishment. So what happens to you maybe behaviorally? What might your friends and family see happening? Well, you withdraw from responsibilities. Maybe you, you say, yeah, I'll come to the family dinner and then... You know, I I guess if it's maybe Sunday afternoon, you call Sunday morning and you say, you know, I don't really feel good. I have a headache. I'm not going to be able to make it. And everybody's like, why? This is the third time you missed. You're like, yeah, I know. I'm just not up for it, but I'll be there next time. So you then end up isolating yourself from others. How about this? Procrastinating. Taking longer to get things done. I know when I had burnout... I would procrastinate getting out of bed, getting in the shower seemed like that was a Herculean event. And then I had to brush my teeth and then I had to put some makeup on. I mean, I had to practically feel like I had to rest in between the tasks. And so this is where we end up then sometimes using food or drugs or alcohol to maybe get some kind of good feeling or some kind of comfort. Maybe we take out frustrations on others. Maybe we become one of those really bad drivers, right, that are mad at everybody. We probably call in to work a lot more. Maybe we show up late. So stress and burnout are different. Now, one may lead to the other. But burnout, it can result from unrelenting stress. But it isn't necessarily the same as too much stress. See, stress by and large involves too much. So too much pressure, too much demand on me physically or mentally. And see, stressed people can still imagine that if they can just get everything under control, they'll feel better. But burnout is about not enough. Not where stress is t- is about too much. Burnout is not enough. It means being burned out means this feeling of emptiness, of mental exhaustion. I have no motivation. I'm beyond caring. I don't even care what I look like. I don't even care what people think about me. I don't even care. Nothing matters really anymore. And so you lose that hope of positive change. And so excessive stress feels like you're drowning in responsibilities. It's like just taking out the trash is too big. I can't even do that. I can't even make the bed. Like I was saying earlier in the show, it's like brushing my teeth. Oh, man, that's going to take a long time. And you're aware of being under a lot of stress, but you don't always notice burnout when it happens. And so I want to kind of help you see some of the difference. Like stress is maybe characterized by over-engagement. Burnout becomes disengagement. In stress, our emotions might be a lot bigger, maybe overreactive, but in burnout, we might not be able to even have any emotions other than just down, overwhelmed, can't breathe, just want to lay there. So when we have stress, it produces urgency and sometimes hyperactivity. But when we're burned out, what happens? That stress produces helplessness and hopelessness. And when we have stress, then we end up with a loss of energy because we used it up. We had energy to actually use. But in burnout, we don't even have the energy to even lose motivation or lose hope. We just are hopeless. And so stress might lead to some anxiety disorders, but burnout leads to detachment and depression, quitting, exiting giving up. And so stress may kill you prematurely, okay, but this whole thing about burnout, the primary damage is emotional because it makes life seem like it's not worth living. So when you consider these things, I want you to recognize what we started out at the beginning of the show, and that's realizing that you are very important to the people that love you. You are very important to God. And he says, a bruised reed he will not break. So I don't want you to be confused in thinking that God is doing this to you. He's not. He would not do that. He is faithful to bring forth justice. He doesn't want you to falter or to be discouraged. And see, when we look at that Isaiah passage in 42, that bruised reed. He says, a bruised reed I will not break. He's gentle, he's kind, he's, he's hopeful, and he's helpful. So I don't want you to be having shame attacks or being mad at yourself if you're having any of these symptoms or feeling any of these ways. I want you to recognize that good people many, many times burn out. And a lot of it is because of well-intentions. And what's that saying we've heard, right? (laughs) Well-intentions is on the way to hell, right? It's going to kill us. So we have to be careful about what we're doing and how we're thinking and why we're doing what we're doing. And recognizing that, that there is a certain amount of capacity that each of us has. Some may have more capacity. Some may have less. But our job is to manage capacity and to know when we are exceeding capacity. Because we need you. God made you for a reason, and the world needs you. So thank you for joining me today. Make sure, again, that you check out the website and really take advantage of those study guides. We also have some uh, mini books that you can download that help you to work on some of these things as well. So have a great week, and I will talk to you next week. This
1: past hour has been encouraging, motivating, and inspiring to you. The messages and teachings shared during the show are given as a way to reach you, the listener, with ideas and insights on how you may not only improve your life, but have more successful and meaningful relationships as you become the best version of you. Cynthia is available as a keynote speaker or guest speaker for your corporate or spiritual events. Cynthia is able to customize a message for any audience attending a meeting, retreat, or conference. In addition to this, she oftentimes partners her messages with music as she is a singer and musician. Please contact her through her website at CynthiaHyatt.com. If you missed any part of this program, you can download the most current show from her website at CynthiaHyatt.com or hear a replay on your favorite podcast server. Please take a moment to visit her Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Incorporated and leave your ideas and comments about today's show. Now, be your own best version.